0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, May twenty eighth. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Recap. Hundreds of state bills in motion. Trump looks to August for a Japan deal. United Kingdom Prime Minister, key to ag trade, and EPA seeks nominees. No Japan deal until after July elections. It hasn't just been sumo wrestling courtly visits and golf during president's trip to Japan. Been a lot of trade talk, too, but a much-anticipated U.S. and Japanese free trade agreement won't likely happen until after the Japanese elections being held in July, that according to President Trump during his visit in Japan. The president said yesterday, trade-wise, I think we'll be announcing some things probably in August. We have to do a little catching up with Japan. They've been doing much more business with us. We'd like to do a little more business in the reverse. While the primary purpose of the trip was the coronation of a new emperor, U.S. Trade Representative Bob Leinheiser joined up with the presidential delegation in Tokyo over the weekend. He's been negotiating the trade pact, according to officials with AgriPulse. U.S. Ag has a stake in the next UK Prime Minister election. The UK will be getting a new Prime Minister soon, and the U.S. Ag sector could benefit if former Foreign Secretary and London Mayor Boris Johnson gets the job. Johnson, a controversial figure who once got stuck at a zip line over London's Victoria Park, favors a much more severe break with the European Union than the current Prime Minister Theresa May who has announced she will step down from her office on June 7. May has been pushing and failing to get Parliament there to approve a so-called soft Brexit that would essentially keep the UK and the EU Customs Union for at least another year, possibly two years after that. A hard Brexit, on the other hand, would make a cleaner break for the European Union and all of its restrictions that hamper or block U.S. farm commodities. Johnson, who was quoted by The Guardian, said, we will leave the EU on 31 October, deal or no deal. Recap. State houses passed a head spinning number of bills last week. Now, passing the Senate and now in the Assembly is SB 613. That's adding ag to the greenhouse gas emission reduction report cards. Senator Henry Stern, a Democrat of Canoga Park, said the bill would help ensure that the state knows what it's buying when we invest not only in cars and buildings, but also in purchasing things like our lunch. He said the bill would provide better data on growers who do low-carbon farming. There's also SB 168 on establishing a chief climate officer. In 2015, the Senate passed SB 246 to address the lack of comprehensive and coordinated climate change adaptation planning between state and local agencies. This bill takes the next step of having an officer take the lead on this. That according to Senator Bob Bukowski, a Democrat of Fremont. Also, there's SB 657 on including cannabis cultivation in County Ag Commissioner Reports. There's SB307, a controversial water project in the Mojave Desert by Katie's Incorporated, and also SB153 on regulating hemp as an ag product. Now passing the Assembly and now in the Senate is AB409 on climate change grants for ag. Assembly member Monique Limon says this program will create climate adaptation tools, resources, and trainings to help farmers and ranchers plan for and adapt to climate change. There's AB 454 on the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. After much debate over the resistance bill, recent amendments removed opposition from ag groups. That, according to the author, Assemblymember Ash Kalra, a Democrat of San Jose. In AB 479, subsidizing plant-based food and milk options in schools. That's according to Assembly Member Adrian Nazarene of Sherman Oaks says the bill does not tell schools to stop eating meat or dairy but is simply empowering schools to rethink the food that they offer to support a balanced diet. Also, AB 1086 on Scientific Review Panel for CDFA's Sweep. According to the author, the bill prioritizes Sweep's grant for small and mid-scale farms of less than 500 acres and socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. It would fund trainings and integrated groundwater sustainability and efficiency pilot projects. Assembly member Rebecca Bauer-Killan of Arriva said that every Californian deserves an adequate amount of water and clean water, and this bill will help us get there. There's AB 1783 on streaming H-2A farm worker housing process. Assemblymember Robert Rivas of Hollister, who grew up in farmworker housing, said this bill is a critical step forward in addressing our farmworker housing shortage in California. He called it a humanitarian crisis that the same farmworkers who ensure that places like Google, Apple and Facebook have endless supplies of food in their cafeteria don't have a safe and decent roof over their heads with concerns over adding additional red tape he said the bill instead makes it easier for farmers and nonprofit organizations to build dignified family housing also on the list AB10 that on low income credits for farm worker housing AB419 and industry funded standardization program AB635 on auto and mobile equipment insurance for district ag associations There's AB 638 on safe drinking water restoration. AB 1644 on including ag for informing the science for the Coastal Commission. There's AB 614 on adding nuts, meat, beans, and dairy to a list of items eligible under the Farm to Food Bank tax credit. And AB 657 on extending a tax on commercial feed it would ensure your poultry and livestock remain healthy for the next five years, according to Assembly Member Susan Talamantes Eggman of Stockton. USFWS gets more time for monarch decision. The Fish and Wildlife Service has been granting an additional 18 months to decide whether the monarch butterfly deserves Endangered Species Act protection under an agreement reached with environmental groups. As the result of a lawsuit filed by the Center for Food Safety and Center for Biological Diversity, FWS agreed in 2016 to decide by June 30th of this year whether the butterfly should be listed as threatened or endangered under the Endangered Species Act. Now, FWS will have until December 15th of 2020 to decide. Wanted EPA Pesticide Advisors EPA is seeking new members for its Pesticide Program Dialogue Committee, which meets twice a year to provide input to the agency on pesticide-related issues. EPA said it would consider candidates from the following sectors. Environment and public interest and animal rights groups, farm worker organizations, pesticide industry and trade associations, pesticide user, grower, and commodity groups, federal and state local tribal governments, the general public, academia, and finally, public health organizations. EPA is encouraging nominations of women and men of all racial and ethnic groups. Here's today's She Said It. This bill will get the boogie oogies out of our water. That State Senator Melissa Hurtago of Sanger adding uh, to a strange bit of humor on the Senate floor Thursday as each senator tossed out catchphrases like... Jive talking, yabba dabba do, and groovy. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, May 28th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak West, I'm Chap Daly.